you are in here. There is no way out. Show yourself. Do it quickly. And I will kill you quickly. Resist. And it will be slow. Resist. And I will also kill your child. That is Hello and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. My movie this episode, Stalked, from 2019, and my guest this episode, see, I had I had a guest lined up, and they had some family stuff they had to back out at the last minute, so I looked around, my house, <laughs> like you do, who, who could I have as a guest? And I decided... What better guest for a movie about a, a, a baby in peril than a baby? My guest this episode just turned one. A very, very cute baby. Baby Florence. How are you, sweetheart? Well, that's good. That's good. What did you think of this movie? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not... It's not terrible. I mean, it's super cheap, obviously, as you can tell from the special effects. <laughs> not, you know, it's all real after effects explosions and whatnot, but. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's not, you know, not great, but not okay. certainly by the standards of this show. Okay. You know, halfway decent. Worth seeing. I feel like it drags a bit, even though it's under 90 minutes there's still i think some some walking around and looking around that could have been cut out but right well, let's get into it this shouldn't take too long because there's really i mean plot wise there's not much to it how many movies do you think start uh the opening scene with a, with a lady jogging i feel like there's a lot well, I think it's I think it's kind of a tried and true kind of shorthand to get across like, oh, you know, here's this woman. She's, you know, act, active and athletic and, you know, if she's jogging, you know, usually by herself, she's perhaps single or isolated in some sort of way. So, yeah, I don't know, but that's our opening scene for this is our main character, Sam. Uh, oh, yeah, this is a, a, a British movie as well, from the UK, which we don't get a ton of on this show. But it's, you forget that like, oh yeah, England also like <laughs> makes these kind of low budget movies too. It's not just us. But yeah, she's jogging. Then we see Sam sort of sparring with a buddy of hers or something, you know, kind of at the gym boxing. So she's a tough lady and she also you know, is possibly trying to get kind of back into shape or whatever, because she has a five-month-old daughter. Yeah, you always like to see other babies, so. That was entertaining for you. But she, yeah, she's a single mom. Her her ex, who's kind of a 
don't know. We don't know much. We don't get to see much of him, but uh, he doesn't seem great. <laughs> he shows up to pick the baby up. Seems like probably for the first time in a while, he's going to take the baby for the weekend. She's a little worried about it because he's, okay. I mean, A, just inexperienced, I guess, with yeah. taking care of the baby. Okay. Yeah, and just in general seems like kind of a, okay. kind of a douche. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also brought his sort of new girlfriend or whatever is sitting she can see her sitting out in the car so that also just kind of annoys her <laughs> but, which i mean whatever he's moved on but i guess if the baby's five months old you know they probably i mean who i guess maybe they broke up while she was still pregnant who knows but yeah so she's giving him some instructions here's the baby in the car seat you know <laughs> And he's, and he's like, I got this, don't worry about it, you know? And you wonder if he's just kind of, I don't know, does the new girlfriend think babies are cute? And so this is like, <laughs> oh, you can hang out with my cute, you know, I don't know. So she's supposed to use this time. Um, we see her getting ready, putting on makeup and a nice dress for the first time in probably a long time. It's going to be girls night out. It's her first night first sort of weekend without this infant around her friend shows up lets herself in bottle of tequila but sam kind of just wants to like just stay in and chill doesn't really want to go out and party so she's become a bit more of a homebody we also see and i guess this is important i don't it's not super important but we do see that she there's a photo of her in uniform on a table in her apartment letting us know that she's ex-military of some sort which i guess is supposed to help explain why she's so tough but i mean she could be tough without that too i guess it also makes her knowledgeable of there's some things that when she sees them later she you know isn't completely oblivious to like she you know she knows some things about military hardware and whatnot Wakes up the next day, maybe I don't know, maybe a little hungover. It didn't seem like a rager. It was just her and her girls' girlfriends sitting around, kind of you know, complaining about man a little bit. Which I mean, fair, very fair. She gets up and there's a knock at the door, and it's the ex who has brought the baby back early because the baby has been up sick all night and hasn't slept much and he can't deal with it he's fucking useless and <coughs> the baby is more to handle than he and the new girlfriend expected it's not gonna ruin his weekend of course so he brings the baby back <laughs> and the baby yeah the baby is sick the baby has a 105 degree fever which you've had when we all you and me and mommy all had COVID at the same time, and we just spent a weekend sitting around watching Bluey nonstop, the best show on TV. Yeah, Bluey. And you had a, I don't know if you ever got to 105, but you definitely had a bad fever, for sure. So you can, yeah, you can relate. You felt for this, this baby. You've been there. But, so then... See, and here's where, yeah, you, I can promise you this, <laughs> this will never happen to you, because, I, look, being a, a single parent is hard, being a single mom is hard, 
but what you don't ever do. And somebody might be like, hey, you can't judge until you're in that situation. I've been in that situation. You cannot leave a five-month-old baby, especially one who is sick with a 105-degree fever, alone in your apartment so that you can run to, like, you, you put them in the stroller and you go down, the, if you're just going down the street to the pharmacy to get her medicine, baby aspirin or whatever for her fever, you got to take her with. You have to. You cannot leave this baby home alone. Because I know you're, you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm only going to be gone for like eight minutes. I'm going to run. I'm a, I jog. You saw me jog at the beginning. You know that I can, you know. So I'm going to just jog down to the pharmacy and get your stuff and be right back. But you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. You might get hit by a car. You might fall down and hit your head on the curb. You might get attacked by a dog. Or in this case, you might get kidnapped by an invisible janitor. <laughs> and taken to a torture porn factory. So, no, you don't know what either of those words are, especially put together, don't worry about it. But that, you can't, you can't, you can't do it. You cannot leave a baby home alone. You just can't. There's no excuse for it, because you don't know what's gonna happen. You just can't do it. I know it's hard and, and it's a desperate situation, but you gotta, you gotta take that baby with you, right? We can't even go to the bathroom without you wanting our attention, <laughs> let alone down the street to the pharmacy. But that's what our hero Sam does. So right off the bat, I'm kind of not on her side. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to get back to this baby and help this baby, but she's lost major. I was on her side for sure and feeling for her, but now I'm like, oh, come on. You cannot leave this baby here alone. <laughs> Because sure enough, what happens? She gets, she gets like a block from her house and there's like a cleaning van that she's eyeballing suspiciously. And when she passes by it, someone in like, we don't see much of a glimpse of them, but somebody like comes out from behind the van and grabs her with, I don't know, like chloroform in the mouth or whatever, you know, around the nose, but knocks her out and drags her into this van. <laughs> so, whoops. Don't leave your baby home alone. Don't do it. Because this is the kind of shit that could happen. I know, that's scary, right? But she wakes up in some kind of old factory slash warehouse. There's no way out. She's trying all the doors. She's calling for help. She's yelling. The doors are either chained or barred or locked. She's trying to get them open. And then she's touched by something invisible like we don't obviously we don't see anything but she's like oh stop touching like she's like flinching like something is touching her and she's saying like get away from me don't touch me so something is she can feel something touching her that isn't there and that's our first kind of hint of what's maybe going on now she comes across there's another woman in this place who named Stacy who was like coming home from the bar and got nabbed by the same whoever that nabbed Sam. She's got, she's obviously been up all night crying because she has mascara and dirt all over her face. But Sam keeps saying it, or not Sam, sorry, Stacy keeps saying, you know, oh, there was another woman here, you know, that I saw. She tried to get, she was trying to get out and trying the doors and it didn't like it and it killed her. 
She keeps saying it, which Sam doesn't pay much attention, like doesn't <laughs> seem at all. She doesn't have a lot of questions about like, why are you saying it? And so you wonder not knowing what this movie, even though you definitely saw like a person grab Sam and put her in a van. You do wonder like, oh, is this like some kind of, is this a creature feature? Do we have some kind of invisible monster? And maybe this guy is feeding people to it. What, what's the deal here? She keeps saying it, but it's more just that she, because she hasn't seen what it is, she's just assuming it's an it, like a ghost maybe or something. So Sam is dragging Stacy around, trying to come up with a plan. Decides that, okay, I can get through that. I found a blowtorch, but it doesn't have any fuel. I could get through the padlocks on one of the doors if I can just, if we can find fuel for this blowtorch. So... What we're gonna do is, like, because Stacy, you're pretty sure there's only one of them, right? Whatever it is, there's just the one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we're gonna split up. That way we have a 50-50 shot. We're both gonna go look for blowtorch fuel. <laughs> and then, you know, 50-50 that one of us will live. <laughs> and, and Sam knows that, like, well, I have military training and this, you know, so. Yeah. The 50 50s, maybe not 50 50. The odds are probably a little better on her side. Plus, she hasn't seen, other than being touched, she hasn't dealt with this thing yet. So she doesn't know what this invisible thing that she's dealing with really is. But. Yeah, so they split up. They're looking for this blowtorch fuel. And then she hears Stacy. Does she find it? Did she find the fuel or not yet? I don't remember. But. She hears Stacy screaming in the distance, so she runs over, finds Stacy, like hanging by chains by her hands, and gets her down. And then, like right in front of her, Stacy gets stabbed in the stomach. But there's like there's no one there. So like invisible whoever had stabbed Stacy in the stomach. So Stacy is dead. And then Sam gets like choked up against the wall, like lifted up against the wall and choked by an invisible person. And I'll say that this actress playing Sam, it's interesting because she does a really good job, I thought, of portraying being attacked by something invisible. Like when she's being choked and at one point like her arms being twisted behind her back and she's really just through physical performance selling, you know, oh, there's someone behind me twisting my arm even though there's no one there and it's just her doing it herself but then it's odd that later on when she has an actual fight that we can see against a person we can see a fist fight the fight choreography is so bad <coughs> yeah <coughs> exactly because like when you have you know good fight choreography that's filmed well you have an actor or actress pretending to hit someone really hard and then the way that you film it and makes it look like they're hitting them really hard when they're actually barely tapping them or hitting them really softly. Whereas in this, uh, you have an actress, you know, pretending to hit someone hard or just kind of, you know, or hitting someone really softly. And it very much looks like someone hitting someone very softly. <laughs> like there's no impact. There's no... Yeah, the fight choreography is just really unconvincing and bad like every time she hits this person it looks like she's you know oh like well that wouldn't hurt them <laughs> like she's hitting them so lightly and there's no like there's no they don't do a good job of selling that she's actually 
hitting hard the way that I don't know that it should. I don't know. So it's interesting that she can when it's just her. She I feel like her physical performance is really good, but oh, that might not be her. That might be a, the fight choreographer. Who knows? But anyway. Yeah, so she gets choked out. Now she hears a voice, which the subtitles tell I know you can't read, but the subtitles tell us the voice of this, or this is the voice we're hearing is someone named Gavin. I guess, I mean, I feel like the subtitles are kind of a spoiler there just in that, because at this point we still don't know, like, is this a person? Is this a thing? Is this the what? And the subtitles just tell us, oh, it's some guy named Gavin. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's on me for always having subtitles on. That's my own fault, I guess. But it could just say, like, voice or whatever. Didn't have to give him a name. But yeah, so she gets kind of choked out, but then it lets her go, this invisible person. And we get POV every once in a while of this invisible person, you know, so like up close in her face when he's choking her. And we can see that it's all, that it's a very kind of through the lens of a video camera kind of thing. It even has like a power bar, like 94% battery over in the side. You're like, okay, so this isn't like a monster. This is a robot or a person in some kind of gear. Yes, but she but she gets away or she wakes up or she recovers from getting choked out because the person didn't finish her off and she's sort of hiding and Gavin, I guess, <laughs> is wandering around looking for her and he says, come out, like, come out or I'm going to go to your house and like kill your baby. <laughs> See, another reason, I know, I know, it's okay. Another reason not to leave your baby home alone, <laughs> but... Yes. Yeah, and there's an, an, an invisible fist fight ensues where this actress is fighting nothing, fighting no one, just, you know, pantomiming it. And that looks, again, that looks better and more convincing <laughs> than when she's fighting an actual person <laughs> that we can see. So I don't know what happened there, but we finally get a look at what this thing or this person is, and it's just, I mean, look, the, again, this is a low-budget movie. Don't expect... <laughs> Think of like the Invisible Man. That suit was so cool. It had all the little camera lenses and eyes all over it that were, you know, that's not this. This is just black coveralls and a ski goggles. <laughs> like that's all the suit is. There's nothing technological looking about it whatsoever. Which, I mean, yeah, that's a, a product of the budget. What can you do? <laughs> so there's a lot, of, yeah, it takes a lot of time of cat and mouse, of, you know this stealth suit guy walking around looking for her her kind of hiding she comes she finds an office with a laptop on it which and the laptop apparently has all of the security footage so she's watching <laughs> rewind and is watching footage of this kidnapper she sees him sort of stabbing another woman which is must be the woman that Stacy was talking about or who knows maybe he's been doing this for a while and it's something completely different but but it's kind of they do this is what as as much as this movie is kind of cheap and and some of it doesn't work the stuff that i think is very simple and very effective is the way that they do because the way that it's edited together we can see him when he's walking around in his black coveralls we can see him through for some reason you can see him through like cameras and devices and stuff you just can't see him so there'll be scenes of like here's a security camera that's mounted 
in the office that Sam is in. And it, from that security camera's view, we can see him walking outside the window. But when you show, when you edit that together with just regular not security camera footage of her in the office at the laptop, there's nothing outside the window. You know, so there's like the color color footage of her that's just movie and then there's the black and white like security camera footage and he appears in that and the way that it cuts back and forth between the two i think is really effective and cool in just having him like be there but also not be there same with he comes into the office behind her and when we see her there's nobody there you know sort of grabs her and slams her on the desk which is just this actress doing again the pantomime of being attacked by someone who isn't there but in the security camera sort of edited in with that we can see that he is that he's there and he grabs her and you know so it's like she had to film each scene you know twice once by herself pretending to be attacked and once with another actor actually there but the way that it cuts back and forth between the two cell sells the invisibility in a way that their special effects won't allow for so they just did a very non-special effect by just by editing well and having this conceit so yeah i don't know that that worked for me i thought that was brings the movie up a notch but she gets yeah he sort of takes the laptop away from her and kind of slams her down on the desk and he cuts it like yeah in in the security footage where we can see him we can see he has a knife and we can see him starting to cut her arm and then back in the regular footage where it's just her like a cut just appears on her arm but there's nothing like there's no knife there there's no guy there so yeah that works that's pretty pretty effective and decent but his whole thing like he could kill her right now but he's not he just whatever whatever kind of creep he is he wants these women scared before they die so it's for maximum like fear you know but he picked the wrong one because instead of killing her here he lets her go and walks off leaving her in the office but he does take the laptop with so she can't watch the security feed to see where he is anymore she makes a fuse out of there's a cigarette there in the office and a match so she makes like a long burning sort of delayed fuse out of that that's going to something very flammable and explosive i don't even remember what it was do you yeah it doesn't really matter but and then yeah runs away from that with her she must have the blowtorch fuel at this point but and we get a bad yeah bad after effects cgi explosion as this office blows up and there's just bad computer animated flames come out the windows and i mean it is what it is it's pretty standard for this level of budget but so she yeah so she's got the blowtorch she got the blowtorch fuel she's good to go she gets to this door that has a padlock on it blowtorches through it gets the door open (laughs) the second she opens the door there he is right outside and just knocks her out again like freedom was right there she's just instantly knocked out so she almost got away and i think it's very it's kind of the delaying tactics of because i feel like there's not much story here and they had to stretch it out for 80 minutes or whatever which i yeah that, and that's so that's why she doesn't get away here because we have to do more you know it's only the halfway point or whatever so but when she wakes up she is tied sort of spread eagle so her hands and feet are tied and she's like stretched out in an x shape just on the floor between like some big pallets or whatever and then this is also kind of cool too he has the blowtorch now and he turns it on but 
I guess because he's holding it, whatever he also is holding also turns invisible, which I'm not sure the science on that one. <laughs> but yeah, so all we all we can see is the flame. We don't see the actual blowtorch, so we have a you know a computer animated flame. But that that one doesn't look too bad compared to some of the other computer effects. But so we have just the flame is like hovering over her as he's wielding this blowtorch and all we can see is the sort of yeah the blue flame coming out he burns her face a little bit she gets like a like a scorch on her cheek which is a halfway decent kind of makeup effect but then again but yeah and then just like does that to her scares her some more and then just walks off and leaves her like at some point man you have to figure out that like no she's pretty capable and you probably shouldn't drag this out anymore because it's gonna come back and bite you in the ass but yeah, he wanders off and leaves her. Be- we do see scenes of because she figures out that she can see him through the camera on her phone, which is another pretty cool. Like we'll see the view through her phone and he's in it, but then behind, you know, our field of vision, what we can see, you know, behind the camera where this guy should be, there's nothing there. Which obviously, I mean, it's playing a, a kind of a perfectly timed out video, I assume, on her phone. That they've already filmed that has him in it and then she's pointing where he isn't and so that makes it appear as if but it works i mean it's it's a simple but effective cheat that doesn't even require special effects or any kind of really any kind of camera trickery but it works better than it, it probably should really <laughs> but yeah so she's she's still tied up at this point and some random child appears there's like a 10 or 11 year old boy who's just wandered into this factory like exploring who's afraid he's gonna get in trouble because he's not supposed to be here but like finds her untied and she's like oh you know help me help me untie me and he comes over and ties her but it's a real like it's, this feels kind of deus ex machina this kid just appearing out of nowhere to untie her <laughs> it doesn't belong here but yeah but this, so this kid unties her she's like how did you get in here i can't find a way out and he's like oh, i can show you and there's like a little crawl spacey type thing that he crawled in through it's too small for her to get out of but she's like okay i need you to go because she has her cell phone but it doesn't there's no service here there's some kind of jammer or signal yeah signal jammer or something that keeps her from calling while she's here but she's been using the camera effectively to be able to watch for the guy who gavin at this point is just wandering around like moving barrels for no real reason (laughs) he'll like take a barrel off a shelf and kind of like what is he doing what is this like busy work <laughs> i don't understand but so she tells this kid you know hey you go for help once you're outside the range of the cell phone jammers or whatever call the police i promise you won't get in trouble but like tell them to come here and tell them what's going on so he sneaks out through this thing and then she meets well or not meets she kind of goes back to well not the office because the office blew up but she's in some kind of thing where she's looking through a window near the sort of the big sliding door and she sees him bringing in a new his newest victim and this guy must be busy because we've come to find out at the end that she's only sam being kidnapped to sam escaping is only like two and a half hours (laughs) so he kidnapped sam he's been messing with her and also during that two hours has gone and found somebody else to kill. So this guy's pretty efficient, I guess. But she sees him walking in with this new woman he has kidnapped. He leaves her on the floor and wanders off again. 
Sam goes, wakes her up, talks to her. This is Tess, uh, who was leaving work and just got grabbed. But she tells Tess to, like, just, like, play dead. Like, just stay here, lay on the floor, pretend like we haven't talked. I'm working on plant. This kid went to call for help, like, so I'm just going to go hide again. This guy wants us scared, so just pretend, just pretend to still be unconscious. And then he can't, he won't, like, mess with you or whatever. But that's just for, that's, I don't know, that's just for, like, one little part. Because then her and Tess are running around again. Yeah. But Tess gets out through, like, maybe Tess can fit through this crawl space that Sam can't, or... Or they get a door open or something, and Tess is going to go first. I don't remember the logistics of it, why they both didn't just bolt out there, but... Tess goes out first and finds that boy shot in the head, just laying on the ground, so he did not get out to call for help. (laughs) There's just this boy laying on the ground with a bullet hole in his head. And then this drone appears that's like painted up camouflage. It's got a gun on the front of it. And like attacks Tess. So Sam runs off, does not go outside, assumes Tess is dead. And then, and the drone is also, you know, cheap CGI. I mean, it looks better than the explosion, certainly. (laughs) But, you know, it's still, it's all right. It gets the job done anyway. But she winds up, yeah, here's where she's kind of stalking, Sam is kind of stalking killer, this Gavin, because she can see him through the camera on her phone. Winds up, yeah, they get they get in a fist fight where she, we can actually see him now, and yeah, and the fist fight is just bad, like it just looks like, like nothing has any, looks like they're hardly touching each other. It's like slow and like, it's not, it's not great. But she winds up stabbing him in the stomach and he falls down. And so she thinks she's going to get away. But of course he isn't actually dead. So second stabs the charm (laughs) because she stabs him again. And this time he seems to go down for good. So now she's outside. She's free. She got away. Uh, She jumps in the van to drive off. And this drone appears and starts shooting up the windshield. And so she jumps out just in time for this van to also blow up in a bad computer effect explosion. Um, which, I mean, which I mean, it's it's what you expect from this budget level, so it doesn't even bother me that much, you know? Doesn't That doesn't really detract from the movie for me. So now she, so now this drone is outside, so she's not safe to go outside. She feels like she's safe inside because she already st- stabbed this dude, and he seems to be dead. But she gets into another sort of office or whatever and finds another computer that has sort of all this research footage. Boy, this factory that's doing top secret British military stealth suit work (laughs) is not very secure. There's no passwords on any of these computers. Sam can just log into all of them and do stuff. But she sees a bunch of... And this is kind of kind of cool. They filmed all this old this sort of research footage of like, oh, here's our tests of the invisible, you know, material or whatever. And uh, you know, it's sort of just a sheet a guy can throw over himself at first. And then we see footage of like an invisible man, just sort of his silhouette, kind of running up to a tank and climbing on it. Like so, we see sort of different stages of development of this, the testing of this 
suit, but she also finds next to it and sort of like the mannequin that the suit would sit on when you're not wearing it. Because she does, yeah, she does find another suit that's on this mannequin that's obviously not the one Gavin was wearing. But she finds a name tag for just the jan- Gavin is the janitor. Is the sort of not the reveal or twist, but like so this isn't this isn't the actually the government testing stuff on her. This isn't this is the janitor for this military facility, you know, who isn't actually part of the military. This or this government contractor research whatever they are. It's Epsilon Group, Epsilon something, you know, weapons developer or whatever they are for the military. But he's just the janitor, and he's just like a sick twist who likes to scare and hurt women. And he, during his janitorial duties, stumbled across this. That's what I'm saying. You have this top secret. You have this abandoned factory warehouse. Where is everyone else who works here? Why is the janitor the only one ever around? And he can just access this stuff. You know? Unless the idea is, maybe the idea is that he works for this place. That's not here. They're somewhere else and he stole it and is hiding out with it here. That could be it. But in that case, why are you leaving your name tag? (laughs) Your janitor name tag laying around this place. You should have just left it in your car or something. I don't know. But I guess they have to get it to get that info to us somehow. So whatever. Uh, So Sam takes the suit, this second suit that's displayed on the mannequin. Doesn't have much battery life left. But she's hoping it's enough to get her past the drone. I think at this point we find out that Tess is not dead. She did not get killed by the drone because she's come back inside and her and Sam have a conversation. That like Tess is going to stay here and wait it out and Sam is going to go in the suit because she has military training. So she's better equipped, to, I guess. So, And maybe more to lose because, again, you left your baby home alone. And this feels like it's been the better part of a day, at least, that this is going on. But yeah, it turns out it's only been two and a half hours that she's been gone somehow. So, But Sam uses the suit. She's almost to the gate out of the complex when the suit, the stealth suit, runs out of juice. And the drone can see her. But she takes the drone out. She throws something at it and hits the propellers or the, you know, whatever. And it crashes. And so... So Sam has gotten away. But back in the office or whatever where Tess is hiding we see because we've been seeing Sam's point of view wearing the stealth suit you know so through the sort of the the camera view with the battery power life power bar up in the corner and hers is you know blinking down and red and getting close to zero but as she's escaping we see that point of view again but from a with a suit that the power is still in the green and up at like 70 or 80 percent or something so we're like oh this isn't sam this is someone else and it's gavin who was not actually killed by those getting stabbed twice and he sneaks up on tess inside and kills tess so it's goodbye every 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 woman in this movie except sam so sam is running from this because we've seen some aerial aerial shots of where this sort of factory and the or whatever and the buildings around it's kind of out in the it seems like a fairly large complex but it's kind of out in the countryside it seems like it's not like in the middle of the city or something so she gets out through the gate thank god she was jogging so she's in good shape so she's jogging again she's trying to run home she does have well at this point now that she's outside the thing her phone works she has called the the police and told them 
what's going on, where this place is, and that she's not waiting around. She's running home because her baby is there. Um, and she also has, she's been able to use the G, yeah, the GPS on her phone. So she knows where she's at. She knows how to get home from here. It's not like she's like, oh God, where am I? I don't know how to get home from here. But she's running down the road and a car drives by and she flags him down. And it's just this guy. And she's like, you know, oh, I was kidnapped. My baby's home alone. Can you get me to my house? Yeah, no problem. Drives her home. She goes inside. Baby's fine. Still strapped into her little bouncy seat. I mean, screaming. Probably has been screaming for, again, I guess it's only been two and a half hours somehow. But that's still a long time for a baby to be all alone with a fever, cream, screaming and crying all by itself. Not not good, Sam. And so she, and you also, you didn't get the medicine, so this baby is still sick and is going to have a fever, but whatever. So she's holding the baby, loving it up. Outside in the car, this guy who brought her home gets on the phone with his, this scene is baffling to me. <laughs> because this, this is Gavin. The guy who drove her home is Gavin the stealth suit killer, just out of his stealth suit. He gets on the phone with his wife and is telling her, like, oh, man, you're not going to believe what happened. Like, I was driving home and this woman says she was kidnapped. So I drove her home to her baby. And, and the wife's like, so why aren't you at work today? <laughs> and they get in, like, an art. Like, his wife is, like, browbeating from not being at work. But I don't understand. And then he sort of, for our benefit, lifts his shirt up and you can see where he's been stabbed. He does have some blood on his shirt. But I don't understand you would let Sam get away and get home to her child and it kind of seemed like he was going to just let her go and let her be until this phone call with his wife pissed him off and now he's back to like oh this is why you can't talk to women <laughs> he's such a like woman hating like I don't know but I feel like it would make way more sense if okay so she got away he caught up to her in her car he's pretending to be a nice guy who's going to take her home. Kill her there in the car. Or out in the woods. Don't drive her all the way back to her house and let her out of your car and back into her. And then call your wife. Like, So either he was planning to let her go and then this call pushed him back over the edge. Or he was planning to kill her the whole time. He was just waiting for her to take her home first. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. <laughs> and I'm a grown up. I understand you not getting it because you're a very tiny baby. But, yeah, I, I, I don't understand this. It's a very strange <laughs> turn of events. But, so now he's what, pissed off again or whatever. And he, we see him putting the stealth suit on in the car. And he's creeping into her house. But she's ready, man. She hears, she hears something or just senses him, whatever. And she's got a gun. She puts this baby back down and shoots the shit out of this guy. Like, just as soon as he walks in her front door. She's like, I'm not, like, I know your whole thing is you like women to be scared of you. I'm not scared. And unloads this gun and shoots, I mean, she shoots him five, six, seven times in her doorstep. And then roll credits. That's it. Like, she killed the guy. But I don't, I baffling to me the scene with him calling his wife i i don't understand it i don't understand the logic of any of that if you were just gonna kill her anyway you should have killed her you know back on the road or don't let her get home i don't know but that's stalked yeah i don't know where's your head at on it
Scary yeah, I think it's, you know, it has problems and it's cheap, but... And it's, even at 80 minutes, it's somehow 15 minutes longer than it needs to be, but... It's alright, you know? It's not, yeah, it's not terrible. It's not, it certainly isn't great, but, yeah. It's watchable. I feel like the main actresses, other than that bad fight choreography, the main actress is, you know, given a decent performance. It's not... Well, actually, kind of everybody is, so it's not usually movies this cheap have some real bad acting in it, and this one's, you know, fine. So, yeah, it, it's okay. That's that's my verdict. It's fine. So that'll do it for Stocked. It is that time of the episode where we will press the magic button to see what next week's episode, chosen completely at random from everything streaming, will be. Pressing the magic button now. Next week's movie is The Sand. From 2015. Wait a second, did I say that this, did I say Stocked was from 2015? Because it's not, it's from 2019? 2019, yeah. The Sand from 2015. Uh, it is on Tubi and Amazon Prime, IMDb TV or Free V as they call it now. But Tubi would be the main thing, I think. And this, yeah, The Sand, it looks like it is... Some kind of sand. The beaches eating teenagers is what it looks like. <laughs> I don't know if there's a monster in the sand or if it's literally just the sand itself. But uh, it looks like real cheap uh, sci-fi channel original level horror movie. So we're we're back at it <laughs> here on that so random. This is our kind of thing. So yeah, the sand for 2015 on Tubi and Amazon Prime. That is your homework for next week, everyone, should you choose to accept it. I am at Lambert 78 On Twitter, the show is at thatsorandomp2. The show has an email address, thatsorandompod at gmail.com. Artwork for the show by Joe Humphrey, who is at Mr. Joe Humphrey on Twitter and Slasher. I don't have an Instagram for the show, because the only Instagram I have is for this one here, and that is Florence underscore the. Wait, let me get this right. Let me make sure. Because my Instagram is just, has been completely taken over. All the pictures are of, and all the posts are written by this one here. So, yeah, Florence underscore the underscore chillaxinist. Could people figure out how to spell that? I don't know. C H I L L A X I N E S T. Chillaxinist. Underscore baby. That's you. Florence underscore the underscore chillaxinist underscore baby. That's where you can find this loudmouth. And that'll do it for this week on uh, That's So Random. And we will see you back here next week for The Sand. And on behalf of myself and little baby Florence, say bye bye. Bye, everybody.